We have a smorgasbord <laughs> of subjects to get to today. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Urshry. Smorgasbord or... As the gentleman who is joining us here for the first segment likes to call it a board. There it is. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's an acronym. A board. Either way, that's one of my favorite words. Hey, Smorgasbord? Yeah. Smorgasmorgas, whatever. Smorgasbord. It's like, it's like a goulash. Ever hey. talk about like a goulash? It's a word gumbo. Throw it goulash? Yeah. yeah, it's a word gumbo. You just throw it in there and just mix yeah. it up. Whatever comes out, just eat it. I like how all of our metaphors come back to food. But, uh, no. Ben Troop, if you don't, didn't recognize the voice, kind enough to take some time before he gets ready for three and out coming up next. I wanted to talk to Ben because yesterday we dove into for a good 20 minutes NIL and really the way that it's starting to take shape. The past year, we, it was allowed and we saw a bunch of smaller kind of deals come out. Like the, It was really cute when JT Daniels did the Zaxby thing and all that yeah. kind of stuff. We saw those coming out, but now I think we're really starting to see what it's actually going to look like going forward, which is kind of the way everything's going uh, now, which is subscription services. And we really touched on yesterday the kind of full packages that players are receiving now, especially at the bigger schools. At the Tennessee, uh, I think it's Spire is the name of the company. Players aren't just getting money and uh, sponsorship opportunities. There's hey, hey, if you sign here, you're not going to have to pay for your tires. You're not going to have to pay for oil changes, right? If you need your brakes done, that's taken care of. We can get you an apartment, right? Those are where the financial value is really coming uh, with these deals now with these third parties. And you are pretty intrinsically involved with one of these third parties down in Gainesville. Uh, you obviously a former Florida Gator. Uh, this is called the Gator Collective, mm-hmm. where when I say it is a subscription service, you literally can sign up for starting at $5.99, uh, going all the way up as high as you want to go to where you give monthly installments, and from those you gain access to different players inside of the Florida Gator athletics, not just football, but throughout different athletics. Uh, How long have you been involved with that? Well, uh, I guess officially, maybe like a couple couple of months. My my whole involvement, uh, you know, uh, Cam, Christian, PJ, is to to educate. Because I think what happens is, this thing is steadily evolving, but when you start when you start thinking about it, Christian, I never ever looked at it from the money aspect. I really yeah. really didn't, because I look at it real similar to radio. Like when I got on radio, I didn't know what it came with. I didn't know it came with trades, and you get to go to uh, you know press boxes, and you're a part of the media. So when you think about it, the money is great. I get that part, but how how can everybody benefit the quickest? Well, tires, as you mentioned, apartments, cell phone, what may have you. It's that part. And um, Eddie Rojas, who uh, started it, the CEO and founder. He said, Ben, I'm, I'm talking to people I never would have had access to because of Gator Collective. I said, well, make sure those players get to talk to them at a certain point. Because, unfortunately, you know, you're going to have a, you're going to have to give a job quicker than you thought. But if, I, if, if the same person who was, I don't know, giving me an apartment the last two years lets me do a paid internship when I leave college while I'm still getting this free apartment, you know, I think, I think that's the main thing. Because I, I will say this. Um, the Spencer Rattles of the world, the, the, the Stetson Bennett, those are the exception. Everybody knows them. What about the guy that no one knows or the young lady who no one knows? What can they get? So that's what I'm really involved in to make sure they know, look, it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you keep. But how many relationships can I foster throughout my time at said school? That way when I walk away, I told him, I said, you got introduced through the, through the, through the athlete. You better make sure they fall in love with the person because that's what you're going to have when you leave. So that's the big reason why I'm in it. Because you know, like anybody that played the sport, you're fading away while you're doing it. It used to be, oh, I got to leave. 
It's about the current crop. And it's about the current recruiting class. That's what it's about. And so I just think that being able to, these companies getting smart saying, look, man, I don't got money, but I got goods and services. I can, I can give you that all day long. And what does that do for my, my product if I got you endorsing it? So yeah, I think so, I think it's a win-win. So you're saying it's a it's a mutually beneficial relationship because I think the first question a lot of people ask, especially the people who we we work with some of them who are kind of skeptical mm-hmm. about what some of these are, are is it just a arm of the university that they can use to go out and recruit and basically pay players without paying players, but you're saying it's more of a mutual benefit where someone like an Eddie Rojas comes along and says there is a vacuum here now, there's a market for this where I can create a company and yeah, does it benefit Florida to be able to say that this company exists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if you come to Florida, you can potentially get paid, but Eddie Rojas isn't involved with the university. No. He just saw a vacuum that or a space he could fill where, hey, there's potential for me to make money by helping players make money. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you if, if Eddie Rojas went to Georgia, it would be called the Bulldogs Collective. I wanna I wanna have something that where you was listen, I want you to assume that it's attached to Florida, but it's not. And now, now make no mistake about it, Eddie Rojas, he's smart now. He's he's giving money to the university, but but the Gators Collective is taking some of the money and giving it to the athletic department because you want to be able to utilize those intellectual properties. But at the same time, the great thing about it is because he has no dealings with the university, he can be as creative as he wants. And he said it, look, man, we are employing the players, but players don't know how to market themselves. Players are marketed. They don't know how to do it themselves. Players know they are a brand. They don't know how to push their brand. So the, when you when you away from the game, you saying, look, okay, it's I know it's unusual for you to get paid to do speaking engagements or coming to bowl or doing these different things. But what they realizing is, look, my brand is going to supersede this sport. Hopefully, hopefully. So I think it's the education aspect of it. I, now make no mistake about it. They want to be able to look. It, there is no Texas. Oh, Texas A&M showed you this. Sorry, that Texas A&M proved to you. <laughs> Texas A&M proved to you you trying to get the best players. Let, let's let's not kid ourselves now. Let's not act as if you're not trying to get the best players available, i.e. Texas A&M. But this what hurts Texas A&M. If you do not win with said players, meaning win the West, go to Atlanta, because at because at a certain point you're going to say, look, and and because I'm not I'm not I was on a I was on a uh, call with Billy Napier and he was endorsing uh, the Gators Collective, but he was also he better endorse the Gators yeah, Collective. Well, he, well, he was, he was, he well, was. It's not it's not even a joke. I'm saying like it, well, I, th- you, I think but, coaches but you, are going to get run over by a truck if they decide if you try to be the the counter guy and say, hey, I don't like this, yeah. you're going to get run over. Like I don't think Billy Napier well, has yeah. a choice but to say I support the Gator Collective. <laughs> but I say that. But I will say this too, though. Uh, I will say this. This thing is still new. It's still at the infant stage. I look at it like this. Until every single student athlete is benefiting from from these NILs, I don't want to hear about it. And I support it because everybody's not going to be a star. Everybody's not going to play. Certain certain people going to use these scholarships to get through school, to walk away from school with no debt, right? Yeah. But if they walked away and said, hey, man, I, I got you know a free apartment. Because let me tell you something. When I was at Florida, oh, my God. I could have took that scholarship check, and that could have been my money, instead of putting it towards you know rent every week. I didn't listen when I was in school. I had a cell phone. I didn't have. I had lights because I had to have it. There was no. There was no uh, internet. There was no cable. There was no home phone. If it was not a necessity, me and Max Starks, two times Super Bowl winner for Pittsburgh, we say, "Hey man, how are we going? How are we going to do these groceries?" But I think what happens is that's in, you at the highest level of college. Like yes, it doesn't yes. get bigger than Florida in 2002 yes. in college football. I can't imagine what somebody at Alabama State in 2002 is having to deal with. 
and and in a sense, that's what I'm speaking on behalf of. I know, you know, big bad SEC it just means more. I get it. But I don't, I don't respect one level any more than the other. If I'm an off-season program, they an off-season program. If I'm trying to get noticed, they're trying to get noticed. The difference is the reason why lower-level, quote, college football play better when they get to the next level, because that's how hard it was every single day. The difference is they don't have extra gloves. They don't have extra cleats. So when they get to the league, like, what you mean? I can get new cleats. Yeah, man, you don't got to wear the same. That's what the, so I think that that's the, the collective got to make sure. Don't, I don't care if it's Florida, Georgia. They got to make sure take care of every athlete, and from a from a branding aspect of it through trades, and then and then because I look at it like this, everybody's not going to get money, but I should get something. And if I go to the said school and I don't get anything, then it doesn't work. If I go walk in as a tennis player and say, "Hey, I need four new tires," that's astronomical. That's think, for, a, for a college that, student. But think about this that's though, Christian. For me, yeah. <laughs> but think about this though. That said tennis player just happens to be the number one player in college, and he's in a tournament, and they're going to dog, and he's playing him. That's, that's going to be bigger than any athlete at the school. And the dog comes up to him and shakes his hand. They're taking pictures. They put it on the websites. I mean, um, so I just think that find a way to get everybody something. Because like I said, the money is great. I'm not. Get your money. But I'm telling you, if I can, I'd rather have, man, call me the freaking gift card king. I, I'm talking about swiping. Because <laughs> that's all I really cared about. And, and let's face it, a 19-year-old in life and a 19-year-old in college are the same person. Oh, he plays football. And John Calipari said, I got a, a seven-foot giant. And people go, oh, he likes to play video games. He's 18 years old. Yeah. Now, he's seven feet. But so I just think that stop thinking that they got together because they managed to Look. have some level of athletic ability to get, to get a scholarship. All right, let me do my crazy person tracking the yarn back and forth conspiracy theories, all right? I know the NCAA is like a bad word now. Like, people just – it's almost like it doesn't exist anymore. It's just there to put on the NCAA tournaments now, yeah, right? Yeah. It, I think if you look, and we were talking about this yesterday, if you look at kind of the heart of what they were trying to do, maybe, and they obviously got greedy and it was a money grab where you're using free labor to make money. But if you look at some of the rules and some of the letters of the law, right? Uh, I don't know. This is probably still in effect when you were there, but there was like time limits and amounts of uh, time the cafeteria could be open yes. at schools because if the University of Florida had free autonomy to do whatever they want, it'd be 24-7 like yeah. it is now, yeah. buffet-style access with elite food, but not every school can afford that, no. right? It's the reason you had scholarship limits, right? Uh, it's the reason you had recruiting contact periods and amount of money that you could spend on a recruit during visits, and it's because they were trying to harbor some sort of competitive balance inside of college athletics. Like, listen, we know if you have a chance to go to Florida over a G5 or an FCS team, you're probably going to go to Florida, but we want to give those schools at least a chance to try to recruit some of these players. So when you look at the competitive balance, I, in my opinion, I think there's going to have to be some kind of either federal legislation or legislation from college sports in general around these NIL deals because I think you're just going to see the power and the one percenters become much more elite and you're going to see where people thought maybe through the transfer portal NIL more parity and more players kind of spreading out the talent. I, I think you're going to see that wealth really get monopolized by the top of the sport. Uh, yes, unless you do some, some, some kind of revenue sharing. Because you know, just like I know, look, let's not kid ourselves, okay? Whatever these, these big schools can ill afford to let a small school outdo them in anything. So, and, and, but the difference is big schools got billionaire alumni. So the billionaire alumni, see, they just got what? So they get that. Like today, Florida's doing some type of gator giving. You are asking people who are paying tuition to give you something. So you think 
If you get two million people to give you two bucks, look how much money you've raised today. What may have you? So, but I will say this: it's going to have to be some level of revenue sharing because. But, but when you say revenue sharing, do you mean? From the NIL deals, or do you mean from revenue sharing from the schools themselves? Because I think that gets very tricky really it fast. Does, it, does, it does, but but this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It's almost like this. I mean, I I just think that when you think about the grand scheme of anything that we're doing, look, the Vanderbilt benefits from just being in the SEC. They do not have to win. They just got to be there. So whatever the greater Georgia and Alabama is, the more exposure they get. Now, they bottom feeders, but they also getting that check. That's some level of revenue sharing because of where I am. I don't think it's going to be that. But I do think that if Eddie Rojas said, all right, man, we are a part of the big three, Florida State, Miami, you know what I'm saying, Florida. We're the part of the big three. If a portion of our money goes into a pool to divvy out to other schools in that state, one, you're not going to miss it, right? Two, it's necessary. FAMU is in the same city and state and across the street from Florida State. They couldn't be more different. And you can see one across the street. That's a problem because don't punish me for going to FAMU. I couldn't get into Florida State. Cool, that, that happens. But if I I should have the same opportunities. It don't got to be the same money thing because I know I know this. It took me four years to play in Florida. I could have went four years and never played. I ain't coming out with no debt. But I benefited from as good as Florida was. We're going to bowl games. I'm going out and I'm benefiting from it. And I didn't contribute 10, 15 plays a game, maybe. I'm just saying it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I'm sorry. The creme de la creme in the state of Georgia is the University of Georgia, Georgia Tech. You know how many other schools it is in the state? So all I'm saying is I'm not punishing Georgia, but Georgia got it. They, they might not want to show they got it. They got it. What Georgia plays in, a, in a recruiting, other teams, have, that's their athletic budget. So all I'm saying is you say, look, and, and once the boosters hear it, we got to give 10%. All right, they'll find a way to do that and, and not miss a beat. So, you know. so you're putting the onus on the people who are starting these collectives, i.e. the Eddie Rojas, to where if a player is thinking about going to Florida, probably knows he's not going to play, but he's got that preferred walk-on offer. But also, if I go to Florida and I wear that Florida uniform, I can be a part of the Gator Collective and I can earn money that way. And then through, like we said, the different deals, the apartments, the phones, the the tires, the oil changes, right? I can earn all of that if I go to Florida, but I'm probably not going to play. Whereas five years ago, I probably would have chosen to go to a FAMU because I get a chance to play, understanding I don't have the same dorm. So you're saying the onus is on the people starting these collectives to make sure they're taking care of the other schools. Would that be him make, trying to maybe start a collective that, is tied in with the Gator Collective that all of a sudden becomes the Rattler Collective? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. I, th- I think it's like this. It's like if I – if Because my point is Eddie Rojas trying to do something right for the students of Florida yeah. is hurting other schools in terms of ability to recruit. Well, that, listen, it was going to be that without the collective. So that's, it, that's what I'm asking. Does there need to be legislation? Uh, it's probably it's probably going to have it's probably going to have to be it just guide rails. Yeah, it's probably going to it's probably going to have to be. But I will say this: Look, man, life is about trade offs and compromises, right? What are you willing to compromise? What are you willing to trade off? Yeah. right. Same thing. It, it should not stop with a collective because Florida's benefiting from the alumni. It's what a million alumni in the state of Florida, and it's twenty million people. So if I just get a dollar per alumni, I'm getting six. That's before you talk about corporate sponsors. That's before you talk about t- this thing. So I'm just saying, if I make $100 million a year and I got to give $10 million over here, I don't want to give it, but I still got $90 million. 
And and look at what that now and with the ten million, let's it goes into a pot, and he ain't the only one doing it. I, I, it's gonna be hard to do. But I told Eddie, he didn't know what he had when he when he started it. He said, "Man, I'm talking to billionaires about about you know." Now he ain't talking there for six dollars a month. I hope not. Mm-hmm. But I just think that it's either college football. Is it? I'm sorry. Is it the college athletics or it's not? What, Look, man, I was a creme de la creme. I ain't know what I had when I went to Florida. DJ Shockley ain't know what he had when he, when he went to Georgia. You realize, dude, this is crazy. And all I did was be an athlete. But I respect the guys that went, you know, to, to, to Santa Fe College and FAMU and Bethune-Cookman and UCF. I'm no better than them. I just think that it's weird when I, you stop talking about what you got because they just listen. Y'all got what? Y'all got what? Florida's about to get a standalone football facility. You know who going to get one else? Florida State of Miami. They have to. You know what Santa Fe want? They just want to feel. What could $10 million for them do? Get them a feel? I'm just saying, it's going to be hard to do, but it's supposed to be hard to do. And I tell Eddie, look, man, instead of being the first saying the Gators Collective in the state of Florida, be the first one to bring up some revenue sharing. You're dealing with billionaires. They deal with money all the time. They will show you how to do it and not miss one dime. It's going to be interesting because right now it's a school-by-school, conference-by-conference, state-by-state kind of legislations right now, and it is the wild, wild west out there with NILs. Ben, I appreciate it. I know you yes, got to go get ready for the show. Uh, but I don't think there's anybody better to talk to about it than <laughs> we'll Mr. See, we'll see if I get if I get $10. Listen, I'll give y'all some of them $10 cans. No, Ben, you know what we want. <laughs> what is it? All, we all, all we want is NCAA football, the video game. I got to go, man. I That's... appreciate you guys. I appreciate you having me, Chris. <laughs> ben Troop, you can hear him coming up at 3 o'clock on 3 and out. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We got Like I said, we got a whole smorgasbord of stuff to talk to, about today. Uh, we got... Couple more segments to down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Two different locations in Savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs. All right, LA had their Super Bowl parade yesterday. Have you guys seen the main video that has come out of all of this? There's a couple of them, but I think I think I saw. I'm not referring to the one where Aaron Donald confirms that he's probably coming back next year, or like flexes with his shirt off. Okay. Talking about Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Have you seen it? I believe so. Matt, Matt Stafford standing there talking to his wife, about to get his photo taken before said yeah. photographer falls off the stage. Have they, you seen the video? Yeah. They said she uh, fractured her spine. Spine? Yes. So, and I mean, I, I, I see people kind of like getting mad at Stafford. I don't, I, I don't know what Stafford was supposed to necessarily do, but yeah, I did see the video though. Okay, so let's talk about why... Stafford is kind of in trouble or a, a cancel culture coming after him right now, woke mob yelling at him. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I think maybe deservedly so, but an awkward situation. So uh, the photographer in this situation is getting ready to take a picture of his wife and him, and she literally just falls off the side of the stage. And so in the video, all you see is the back of her head, and she just drops. And Stafford kind of gives it like the old, oh, and then turns his back kind of awkwardly and walks away. Meanwhile, his wife, Kelly, is standing there, and you see her walk over to the side of the stage, and then the video cuts back and then cuts off. As Cam said, the photographer has since revealed that she broke her spine and is in the hospital right now. GoFundMe has been set up for her. But Stafford is kind of catching a lot of flack right now because of his reaction. I think it might be just like secondhand embarrassment where you see somebody trip and fall, do something kind of awkward. You kind of turn around real quick. I know I suffer from it really bad. I can't watch the office for this reason because it's nothing but cringe and it's just, it's secondhand embarrassment. Can't watch it. But I, 
I don't know if maybe that's it, or I mean, maybe he was just a douche in that situation, like one way or the other. I mean, what were your takes from it? Well, that happens too. Um, I mean, that there are people that are like that, but uh, then again, there's there's just so many things that we don't know. Uh, the the one thing that we do know is it's very obvious, and and everyone on that bus, although you know, I don't know when if it was after or before the bus, whatever. Uh, was very inebriated, right? I mean, like they, they weren't uh, completely in their in their right mind at that time either, right? So, you know, people act certain ways when they, when when they're doing that, they they don't think straight from time to time. So, there's that. Um, you also, I mean, there's a number of other things with like with me. I'm not great with like with with bad injuries. Like uh, I do not do well seeing bad injuries, especially when they're like right in front of me. So it's very possible that, that he could have been like, Oh God. And, and just kind of tried to walk away from that point of view. Um, like I said, there's just a million things that we don't know about the situation. We don't know what he was thinking. Um, and, and you know, in his wife's sense, her thought was to, her first thought was to obviously walk to the edge and, and see what was going on. See if she was okay. Blah, blah, blah. Who knows what, I mean, he, he was thinking, like, he could have been, not saying this is exactly how it is because he wasn't really running, right? He wasn't trying his best to get there. But maybe his first thought was, well, I can't get down that way. Let me walk off the stage and then walk down and, and see if she's okay. Because, like, I, I mean, obviously you can't reach her from there. So, I mean, that that could have been, but, like, that's the thing that, that I hate about all of these situations is it's a five-second video. We see him a, a dude's initial reaction. We see him turn and walk away, and we're all out here, you know, trying to, you know, say who he is and, and what he did wrong. And all I, these I things. think so I like, think what kind of kills it is crazy. I think what kind of is is hurting him right now is this the I get what you're saying is he's obviously had a lot to drink because he gave the the speech and he's like tipping up a bottle of Don Julio 1942 yeah. and he's kind of, you know, uh, Southern hospitality. He's out of it. He literally yeah. said like Southern yeah. hospitality. Like it's just like Stafford was drunk. I don't think you're saying anything reckless when you say that. And his wife had handed her the phone and her, the reporter's name is Kelly Smiley. I wanted to get that right. Uh, Kelly Smiley. And there's a GoFundMe up right now again uh, for her medical expenses, which I don't think it would hurt the Rams or the Stafford family to probably help out with those. Uh, but again, Stafford's wife had handed her the phone, getting ready to take a picture. She steps backwards, falls off the stage, and then Stafford just kind of goes, oh, turns around and starts walking away, tips his water bottle up that he's drinking, and just walks away. I think it's a bad look. I don't uh, think it's great, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was a bad look. I think it, I think it happens. He was probably in the moment. And he was like, you know what? I'm just here like, oh, she fell. I mean, because I've been there before where I've seen people fall. He may have not known it was that serious. I think it wasn't I heard, like a small fall, though. That stage was big. Was I think fall. I heard them say to his wife, like, Kelly, handle that, maybe. I don't know if I'm right. I, I, I think there was the a Twitter again. post along the lines where he said, Kelly, handle it. But I don't know that he actually said that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know I've seen one video where he said, like, Kelly, handle it. So um, he may have not thought it was his, as big, I'm not gonna be mad at him because, I mean, he was celebrating the Super Bowl. He probably wasn't thinking hindsight. Oh man, is she really injured? So I give him a pass. I mean, we saw the guy know, celebrating kinda, with his kids after the Super the, Bowl. The He's humanity part of it, though, right? 
Yeah. Well, you I can mean, like your kids and still like maybe not be the most decent person. And again, I'm not saying Stafford is or take, isn't. He'll I'm just take saying. care of those expenses. He'll make sure she's okay. I, Stafford looks like he's that kind of dude to, you know, make sure her expenses. I mean, I've never heard anything more. to the counter. I just it's a it's it's one of those things where you're trying to think of like a way to spin it. Where you're like, no, nah, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's it's a really kind of terrible look for him. Regardless if he's drunk or not, regardless if he's like caught up in the situation, the fact that he kind of turned off and was like, oh, bleep, and just like tipped up his water bottle and walked away. Like he was very conscious of what happened. Yeah. He was getting ready to take a picture, and then the photographer fell off the side of the stage. Like it's not like he missed what happened. He saw what happened and then turned around and walked away. It happens. I, I, I can relate to that. It happens. Now, nobody's broken a spine or broken anything, but I've seen people fall down and be like, oh, and just kind of walk away, you know. Luckily, they didn't get injured, but had they got injured, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I just like, oh, you know, they fell down or Dang, maybe Cam. slipped. I mean, Dang. it happens. Cam's it's cold-blooded, PJ. It's, it's human nature. Like, I've helped people extent. out. Yeah, no, I've helped like, people like, out. Like, to a yeah. certain extent. Like, I, I know what you're saying. I mm-hmm. also can can agree that, like, it's not a great look. And, and we're all sitting here like, is that what we would do in that situation? And and we all hope that we would not, <laughs> right? Um. I I did think like there are I don't know why I always go back to this but there was a sociology class in college uh, that I took that uh, one of one of the big things is like I, I forget exactly what it's called but it's like the more people that you have around you the less responsible you will feel about problems happening or tragedies happening and you think well someone else is going to step in and help that I don't need to be that person right so like. This is apparently something that that is somewhat human nature, but then again, it, when you when you see it, so well, you do wonder also, like being a starting, it's, yeah, it's not that great. Being a like, starting, it's not good. being a starting quarterback in the NFL for 12, 13 years, you're probably used to other people handling things for you. Yeah, not necessarily that, right? Like, like, yeah. No, I mean, I'm with you. You would like to see him be right there and and get right down there and and heck, even maybe even jump down himself and. and try and figure out what was going right. on and how he could help. Uh, I agree that it's not a great look by any means. Um, I also but like the only, that, like, the only HR way to fix this now is to like pay for everything, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll, we'll probably it, see that here soon. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll take care of her and, and some more, you know, here's your expenses. Let me make well, sure you would wonder okay. like, shouldn't that fall under like workman's comp? I mean, she was on the job taking photos yeah. Possibly. You would think yeah. that would fall under workman's comp, but also maybe loss of wages because it's hard to work when you have a broken spine if you're a photographer. But I'm sure they, they should compensate her her job and then, you know, Stafford, I'm pretty sure after the expenses are taken care of, he might compensate her as well. So things like that happen. I mean, it's sports radio. We can't leave things in the gray. So you're saying pass for, for Stafford? Not not really. I mean, it's a gray area. It's in between. Like, I, I think it's very hard to judge anything off five-second video. I also think when I first saw it, I was like, oh, dude, what are you doing? So, yeah. See? I mean, I'm, I'm right there with, like. All right. I give him a pass. Can't See, Cam's yeah. ready to give him a pass. Yeah. I'm not. I think I think that's a really, really rough look for him. And I think minimum, bare minimum, is taking care of the expenses right there. I mean, I saw, yeah. listen, bro, I saw the pool in the house when he did, like, the, he, he lived up to his bed where he said if he ever won the Super Bowl, he would walk into the his pool with clothes on. Which a weird bet, but I guess he lived up to it. I saw that pool and I saw the house, though. I think he can. Yeah, I'm sure. I think he fun. can stroke that check. All right. Also, happy 59th birthday 
to one Michael Jordan. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Because the reason I bring this up is one, to wish Michael Jordan a happy birthday, but two, Cam is the biggest LeBron stand I've ever seen in my life. No. Yes. No, No, you you are a huge LeBron stand. No, I respect LeBron and his greatness, though. I could... After Kobe passed away, I started respecting the greats a lot more. Before that, nah. <laughs> I'm a huge Kobe and Mike fan. Okay, so this was my question for you is greatest winner, best player ever history in the NBA. You're the young buck on the show. If anybody was going to have a counterpoint to Michael Jordan, it'd be you, but you are saying there's no counterpoint. No, the only person you could counter is Kobe, and Kobe fell a tad bit short. He did. Think, so there's no counter. Wait. Wait, wait. I think it depends on the question. Best player of all time. Best? Yeah. LeBron. Oh, my goodness. Not no 30-point-per-game score. That's fine. He doesn't. Ten-time scoring champ. He he has the ability to, and he's had the ability to to his whole career. But he he also has the passing ability and the way to open up an offense and all those other things. Greatest of all time? Heck no, not LeBron. He's like fifth or sixth on that list. Oh. Best, oh, oh. best. I ain't gonna go that far. Best. I'm not gonna go that far. On like just pure ability and what they can do on the court. Come on, man. I still gotta say Mike. LeBron I know, has I know, a lot like, of weaknesses. I, I, I'm gonna I, have. I will say. I will say Michael Jordan for, that, for one reason. JJ Barea. And Jason Terry. Understandable. And Jason Terry. Yeah. Yeah. I, like for I, everybody that likes to come at at MJ with the whole. Oh well, he had Scottie Pippen, and he had this guy, and he had this guy, and he had this guy. I mean, you lost to JJ Barea. I get it. And Jason Terry out got out, got outscored that series by Jason Terry. I, I mean, I mean Dirk, no, was Dirk, there. Dirk is a wonderful no, player. I mean, Dirk, but I'm gonna right, put it though. like this: Dirk's probably what top twenty-five no. player of all time. Forty pushing by pushing Man. in that yeah. area. Yeah. In that, that is area. a, a scar and a a. That's the reason why I can't cuz And also mark. how many also how yeah, many times no has uh, how how many times has LeBron lost in the finals? Okay, that's fine. Six. That's your argument for greatest. Lost. Six. That's your discussion for greatest, not best on ability. Awesome. Even Just on best. pure ability. That's that's why I say best. Jordan was a better defender, shooter. Re- well, rebounding is about equal depending on the situation. I'll say LeBron. Yeah, how a many passer. how many times has LeBron won defensive MVP? Never. How many times did Jordan do it? He's won one. And he's led the league in steals, point ten scoring titles, like what six All right. MVPs. All right. It's and he's never gotten outscored in the series ever, ever. LeBron's had it. Am I crazy like if times. I say Kareem is in the argument for better player it's not, than it's LeBron? Not about pure scoring. Yes, you are. Crazy. All the time. I'm crazy. Yeah. I think LeBron. I just love Kareem. I think it goes in both greatness. No, no. And so best. let's just go with the boat. Argument. The best? Best. Just a pure basketball player. All around pure basketball <laughs> player. LeBron James. I'll still go Mike. And then I'll go Kobe. Then I'll go LeBron. Really? Kobe over LeBron. Oh, absolutely. Now, I, mean, I said Cam's a big LeBron stand. Cam like is the physical embodiment of every single Kobe Bryant stand in the world. For sure. Like that, that's yeah. why I have this conversation a lot with, with some of my friends because they're huge. This is the ultimate sports conversation period yeah they're huge this kobe. is the one this is the one that like breaks up friendships yeah for sure they're they're yeah. huge like kobe stands as well which i understand like the mama mentality and his shooting ability like while fading away and his tough shot ability insanity his toughness yeah being able to come back from some of the injuries so he i get i get like, you Berea. i think he played a quarter with with his left uh yeah. with his left arm and his yeah. left hand instead of his right like that stuff is insane but all around basketball player 
I, I still have. Do to you know why? You know why I think, and, and obviously, ninety percent of it is what they did on the court. But do you know why I think the Le, not LeBron, the Jordan and Kobe fandoms are so severe and passionate with it? is because of how they approached playing the game yeah. versus how LeBron approaches playing the game. And that's where for LeBron, I'm not saying he yeah. doesn't put his all into it, but LeBron has, you, you see into his life a lot more and you see into uh, him trying to dive into the movie industry and what he's doing with his podcast and all that, right? You see the, you see the outside off the court way more of LeBron, whereas all you saw of Michael Jordan and all you saw of Kobe was 1,000% investment into just winning. Not even the sport of basketball, and just winning. It's All a couple time. of times yeah. insiders and players have said LeBron, which he has. Yeah. He has quit on his team sometimes. He has. Oh, yeah. There's I think been, that There's kind of, been times he has quit on the team a couple of times. And I mean, he's um, currently tanking the Lakers organization right now. Just because, would, oh, no, no. He's, he's tanking he's, the Lakers organization just because he wanted to play with Russell Westbrook and Carmelo no, Anthony. I think this year... Uh, LeBron has been absolutely spectacular. I blame it all on Anthony Davis. You're in your prime. <laughs> you have to freaking produce. He's hurt. He, he does come back. For that's, like, that's, the that's the issue. The he comes he back for like three games he's, and he gets hurt. No, they, said it. they said once every three games. We have plays. now turned into yeah. first take, but the Lakers got rid of actual good role players to go out and get Russell Westbrook and Melo. It was, and, and I wasn't mad about that because Malik Monk is a great player. Um, he's played great this year. It's, it's Anthony Davis. If you're in your prime, you're 28. Imagine LeBron at 28 and Westbrook at 28 with this crew. They're dominating. Anthony Davis isn't dominating. But they're Giannis not. LeBron's is like 37. And, and he's still dominating. Sure. Exactly. I mean, they, I, they tried to make the ceiling higher, and, and it just hasn't panned out. Like work on your body, bro. Here, no, here's my thing on LeBron. is I think now they're kind of doing to him what I've seen other teams do to other players that are kind of late in their careers, which is they're going to let LeBron get his – which yeah. is why I think he has is having all these thirty point great scoring games. They're just gonna let LeBron get his and shut down everybody else. I will give Brian this. Like he's gonna have to score like seventy a game if they're gonna win another championship. Out of all yeah, the players, he happen. he did work on his game the most because it was a point in time you know this he yeah. couldn't shoot the three at all. He was going to the rim and, and now he's and like good luck stopping him. But yeah, other than that, now he's yeah. shooting like almost forty percent clip. Mm-hmm. I mean, he worked on his game a lot. I still say the most skilled player ever is Kobe Bryant. He's just the most skilled player than Kyrie Irving. All right. Well, I should have known what I was going to have when I brought that up, but I'm glad I did because we, we get the passionate arguments there. Let's take a quick break. We're way over here. We'll come back. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Urshry here. Glad to have you all hanging out with us on this Thursday afternoon. A couple more segments to go here, guys, before we dive into three and out. But I wanted to ask you guys this, and it may have been here. It may have been before you got here. What's the worst you guys have ever screwed up on the job? Because the, the reason I ask is this is from the New York Times. A security guard was suspended after he used a pen to draw eyes on the faceless subjects of a painting at a Russian museum. The guard who was working his first shift told a Russian news outlet that he thought the painting was, quote, a children's drawing. So your job is you are hired to protect paintings. And your first shift... You take a pen out, you get your bick out, and you color in the eyes of a painting. So my question is, what's the worst you have ever screwed up on the job? Cam sitting there like a cherub saying, like, I've never, no, never screwed up on the job. It, it could be any job. Any job. Oh. 
<laughs> Worst you have ever screwed up on the job. Um, I hope my mom and dad not watching this. They don't know. Um, when I was at Foot Locker a couple of years ago, we had a oh, wait. Before we do this, is this going to get you in trouble? Like any sort of litigation with Foot Locker? Okay, no. carry on. We had a rowdy customer at um Stonecrest Mall in the Capitol. Sounds about right. And um, you know, a fight came out. Let's just put it like that. You got into a fight, fight at work at Foot Locker. Yeah, yeah, while being clocked in. That's what I'm talking about. So mm. I would, see, I would it would have been really cold blooded if you went and clocked like, out and then came back. Who was you at somebody? Um, yeah, I would say that's probably the worst. Like I've messed up at jobs, but not to that. My I didn't get in trouble with my manager. My manager yeah. was all for it. Like don't let the person, but your mm -hmm. district manager, not so much. You can't fight a customer. I'm well, surprised if your I manager was for it and they said get them, then you're like I was just following. Yeah, <laughs> the district manager, you can't fight nobody, so you can't fight the customer. Right. But all right. That was that. That's baloney. I think you can absolutely fight the customer. All right, PJ. I mean, there, there's this is the funny thing about me. I've only had a few jobs, right? Like I've I've helped my uncle with with plumbing stuff. Didn't really mess up there a lot, and I've been here for ten years, so plenty of room to to, to mess up. And that's the other thing. Like I'm I'm plenty sure, of what? Okay, I'm sure. If uh, it, it that's the all when, right, stop filibustering. Just tell when, us how when, you screwed when up. When I do mess up, like it's it's very obvious. So. I don't know. There's a few things like you, you play the wrong commercial or something like that. No, like, and come obviously on. Can hear and uh, I I think probably my worst recurring thing has <laughs> happened once or twice. Or five times. Uh, not five times. All right, calm down. No, my worst recurring thing is like obviously we have these broadcasts late at night and then we all go home and then on the weekends we have early morning shows. And sometimes you have to produce said shows. And sometimes... You have left... Rich Styles sitting up here by himself, yeah. ready to do the back nine voice, and there's no one here, and he's scared, and he's alone, yeah. Yeah. and he doesn't know what to do. Exactly. So he calls Kevin five minutes before the show. Yeah. No. Say what you did. Certainly. No, that's exactly. And you're right. sleeping cozy in your bed. It's not even cozy. It's like it's always it's always the worst thing. Like I go to set my alarm or whatever, and it I just fall asleep. And my problem is I can fall asleep like anywhere. Like there's there's been a time where. I was literally Heartless. on the couch just sitting, like, talking to my parents, I believe, watch the TV, and they didn't know I had to work the next morning. Fall asleep. Wake up the next morning. Look down at my phone. Oh, great. It's Rich nine, is sitting up here scared It's 9.15. Like, this is terrible. Scared so, and alone and abandoned. Yeah. Y'all can, uh, if, if you ever tuned in on a Saturday morning at, eight fifth, at like, 8 o'clock and we're like, where's Rich? Sorry. There you go. Quickly, because I know we got to go to a break. Uh, my favorite one here at the time we screwed up was we came in here uh, and the board was still hot and we didn't know it because the port was still <laughs> up playing ESPN radio. Yeah. And so me and Cody, former uh, producer and co-host of Second Down, we're just in here talking. And of course, we were just talking about the most mundane sports stuff ever. We were talking like big running backs. And Cody goes, what was the name of the giant running back for the Giants? And I was like, Oh, the one who played at Auburn. I was like, Brandon Jacobs. And it was my fault that the board was hot, but Cody then hits it with a Brandon effing Jacobs, except for the fact that he didn't say effing. And so I had like three friends call me and go, yo, heard what you guys are talking about. And we all said, oh, no. And had to turn everything off. But yeah, it's, it is what it is. Every now and then you're going to have a hot mic, but you just hope that you say cool things like Brandon effing Jacobs and not things that will get you True. fired. All right, yeah. we got to go to break. We'll come back. Listen. I understand brothers have to come to a brother's defense, but your brother Mario is saying, I accused you of filibustering, and then 
gave a story where it wasn't my fault, like I didn't screw up. I said at the beginning of my story, I'm the one who left the board hot. So everything oh, that yeah. was said after the board was hot was right. my fault. No. Yeah. Just because I didn't say the bad words. And I was like, I, that's I, my fault. I'm kind of like, Cody didn't know. You did say that, but I also wasn't really like filibustering. I was just. Oh, you were. You're setting the stage. No, no I was. Yeah. Filibustering is when you you're yeah, like but I think you were talking just kinda, way too much I, I, to get I, away I, from no, your but you point. Were like, doing, I wasn't trying to no, get you away were trying from to get away point. from the point. You were trying to get to the end of the clock, so you wouldn't. We wouldn't. Have, oh, we gotta go to break, and I can't tell you what I do. Oh, no, that's my bad. Do, no, I don't do that. I don't do that stuff. You I would. messed up. I messed <laughs> up. And Rich Styles was sitting here. Oh man, won't alone happen. Won't happen. And this scared. Week. Can't wait. Eight o'clock Saturday morning. I mean, people need their golf show, and you're just leaving Rich here. I realize that. Rich is not young, all right? He doesn't know how to work these fancy contraptions. Understandable. You can't do that to him. We'll, we'll, we'll be ready to go. And then Kevin gets all grumpy because he has to come up here, and that's just a whole other thing. Speaking of Kevin, him and Ben Troop coming up next on 3 and Out. They're diving into all of the news of the day. Maybe we'll get some of their stories about how they screwed up at work. Knowing Kevin, never screwed up at work ever. When's he not? Grumpy? So he'd be perfect. So, yeah, you got all that coming up next right here on ESPN Radio.